Hey, it's Aaron. And I'm Sarah. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. We're so glad to be back with you, friends. Um, Erin didn't really do a very good job of, of uh, calming me down for this episode because she just straight ripped the band-aid off and told me I'm going to be terrified. Well, I don't know if you'll be terrified. But but we've talked about how this is a particularly terrifying yes. topic for both of us. And I hate to st- <laughs> I know. I know. It is. I don't know why. I don't know why. So um, I know why. No, I mean. Because of our upbringing. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I don't know why I chose to do this. I guess I just. Here's what happens. I have an idea about something and I go, oh, that's interesting. And then I don't like foresee that while I'm researching at night. Yeah. That alone, terrify the shit then out I'm going to start thinking about yeah. it because I never get a chance to do these things during the day. You know what no, I mean? I, 100% well, I, I, you know, I do have a day job, so yeah. it's not like I can do this at, you know, two in the afternoon. It's like, God, but if you'd like us to do it in two in the afternoon so we can do scarier things, we need you to support us on our buy me a slice account, yes. please friends. Send us some slices. That was a good segue. Yeah, it was. And a shame- I told you I was going to do some shameless segue and shameless, and shameless promotion. Yes, I, I, I don't even care. If people want to, if people donate to other podcasts, why not donate to ours? I because agree. we are giving you quality content and we're genuine. And we do our own research. Some people have other people do the research for them and they just disseminate the information. I know, which kind of bothers me because like, A, I wish we had money like that, but uh-huh. also like, no, do the hard work. Yeah, I, I like I kind of like doing the research. I mean, I wish I had more time. I wish I, I wish did. I had more help. Yeah, to and, collect more sources of information. Yes, yeah. me too. I wish I could like go to historical societies and yes. interview people yes. and and really. But I'm relying on the internet. But again, we have full time jobs that don't yes. allow us to be able to go and interview people yes. and do stuff like that. Yes. Um, but I actually got the information for this from a book, so Ooh. I did not just rely on the internet, but I a little bit of the internet, but this is, um, so in prime, you probably know this. Sometimes they offer you free things and some of the free things that were offered were all like scary storybooks, demonic possessions, haunted places. So I was like, yes, please. This will help me with my podcast. So I got this out of a book written by a guy named Zachary Knowles, who I can find nothing about on the internet, but he's written a boku of these scary historical haunting type things. Um, so the book is called True Ghost Stories, Real Dem- Demonic Possessions and Exorcisms. Oh, yep. And there it is, friends. Uh, the topic around religiosity and terrifying, fearful, evil things, yes. which is just particularly... Yes. horrifying i know i don't know why i went there but i mean oh, we're going there this is an interesting story well didn't we cover the exorcist last year i don't think we did we did An- well you did annalise michelle oh so. i did do annalise michelle yeah and that's probably why yeah. um i feel like we we both are terrified of possessions we kind of steer clear of it for the most part yeah this is the first one i've done i think yeah for sure i mean yeah okay prove us wrong friends yeah so this story takes place in France in the 1860s. Um, depending on how you are looking at this name, it could either be Burner, B-U-R-N-E-R, or I've seen it spelled Bruner, B-R-U-N-E-R. I'm not, I'm not okay. certain what accounts for that, but um, 
The Bruner or Burner family, they were a hardworking, devout Catholic family. They, their boys, Tybald, who was age nine, and Joseph, age seven, developed a bizarre illness that doctors couldn't figure out. By oh. illness, it's not really an illness, but that's what they were calling well, it's it. it's like Annalise Michelle. Yeah. Um, they started developing these troubling symptoms in September of 1865 and were mostly bedridden for about two years after that. Um, we did Salem witch trials a while back, so some of the things that I described might sound a bit like a bit like symptoms that. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, these I don't. Were children? Yes, these are oh, children. That's sad. Now this is almost 200 years later, so I can imagine there were some advances in medicine, but the doctors could not figure out what was going on. The doctors were stumped. So one of the troubling symptoms was that the boys' abdomens suddenly swelled to a grotesque size. And when they would complain that, I took this as a direct quote, it felt like a ball was rolling around in their stomachs or that some kind of animal was running loose nope. in their body. Nope, I don't like that. No, no. Well, I no. was going to tell you, it sounds like how I feel every time I eat buffalo wings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For those of you just tuning in, this is not about my gastrointestinal problems but <laughs> wow you're just putting that all out there aren't you i mean go for it girl live your life live your life and i also just read a story about a woman whose um stomach kept growing despite the fact that she was eating healthy and and had a good exercise routine only to find that she had a 17 pound cancerous tumor in her abdomen she was young only 29 and initially, her insurance was not going to cover her to get a CT scan. And hello, that's how they found out she had a cancerous tumor in her stomach. That's insane. I know. I'm digressing, but, you know, like, anyway, I, I guess yeah. I'm trying to establish that there, sometimes there are medical explanations. So anyway, um, in addition to the stomach issue, the boys suddenly began speaking blasphemy and speaking in unfamiliar languages. They became hostile towards priests. Oh, well, well, I mean, I, I don't necessarily I know, blame them. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, we'll cut them slack on that You're one. You're going to love this, too. They refused to eat any food that had been sprinkled with holy water. I, again, yeah. don't really blame them. And <laughs> contact with holy water made them get kind of squirmy. Okay, so I feel like we might know what actually was going on. Well, I'm going to keep going, Okay, though. we're going to keep going. But I will give you some more info that... Tybald refused to go any, in particular, refused to go anywhere near a church. Even if he was blindfolded, he would bay like a donkey if he <laughs> got near a church. I mean, I feel like I know where this is going. The boys would draw faces of demons on their walls and then talk to them. Okay, the talking to them is the troubling part. I used to draw spooky shit, but I wouldn't talk to it. Any type of religious relics that were placed near them would cause them to go into hysterical fits. The Blessed Virgin was a particular <laughs> trigger for them. According to records that were kept by the local priest, Father Carl Bray, if a clergyman visited the home, the boys would hide under their beds and tremble. Um, or jump out the window. Um, But... When someone who was not particularly faithful would come to the house, the boys would proclaim, oh, this is one of ours. Everyone should be more like that. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Both boys would fly into rages without warning and would attack furniture. I mean, I, I mean, attack it. It's, it's inanimate. It can't <laughs> fight back. What are they doing? Just biting it? Like tearing it apart. Oh, God. It became the norm for the boys to have angry outbursts and display odd behavior. At night, both boys would perform almost a ritual of rapidly turning over from their back to their stomach and back again. 
They did this while holding their bodies rigid with their arms at their sides. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, That's no, pretty no. weird. Pretty weird, Aaron. That's horrifying. Their parents said they were- um, t- Lenny is looking at me through the door and it's really creepy because it's like cat's eyes. Oh, hi, like Lenny. Like the story we read. Yes. Well, their parents said they were doing this with an almost impossible high rate of speed as if an unseen force was moving them. Creepy. Flipping them like a pancake. So the turning was weird, but it gets weirder. The boys would intertwine their legs and arms together, sometimes for hours at a time, kind of like tying themselves together into a knot. The boys' arms and legs kind of appeared to be made of rubber while they were in this position. Their father and other men would try to pull them apart, but were unable to do so. So, Like, like they were attached to each other? Yes. Um, no. This I took as a direct quote for some reason. Maybe I just was too lazy to reword it. So they would <laughs> stand on their heads for hours, um, bend completely backward, become rigid, and undergo attacks of vomiting, expelling great quantities of yellow foam, ew. seaweed, and foul-smelling feathers. <laughs> part the funny the reason i'm laughing is the face erin gave me when she said foul smelling feathers feathers because why are they like birds are evil is what they're saying birds are evil are they just like eating birds live not cooked like ozzy osbourne style he ate ate a bat on stage did he bite a bird's head off though too he, he ate a bat also yeah he bit the head of a bat off. I mean, a lot of drugs, man. A lot of drugs. Lenny did not like our no, Ozzy Osbourne reference. Or, he, he got very. Or offended. the demon is in the house. He with us. got offended. Sometimes their mother seated was seated on the bed while the bed would rise off the floor, and she'd be thrown into the corner. The room was unbearably hot, although no stove was lit. Only by sprinkling holy water on the bed did the room's temperature return to normal. Oh, I don't like that. Furniture flew about the room, the drapes would fall down by themselves, and the windows would burst open. The entire house shook as if from an earthquake. I also had directly taken that from a source. Not sure why I didn't reword it, but there it is. T-Ball displayed also some clairvoyant capabilities. On two occasions, he knew of people's deaths, and there was... I don't know why I said devs. Devs. <laughs> no, devs. Devs. Deaths. And there was no evidence that he should have received this knowledge from anyone. One was an elderly woman and the other was the father of a girl who happened to be at their house at the time. Two hours before the woman died, Tybald laid in his bed and pretended to ring a morning bell. Absolutely not. When the young girl's father died, he pretended to ring a morning bell for an hour and declared that it was for Gregor Kunal? He told the girl that her father had passed, and she, of course, argued with him. Tybalt said that her father had fallen and broken his and broken his neck, which had resulted in his death. A few hours later, the girl learned that, in fact, her father had fallen in a construction accident. I want to mention, though, that when Tybalt delivered the news, he did so in a mocking fashion, almost what? as if he mocking, almost as if he was happy to tell her her father died, like mm, your dad's dead, kind of what thing. What a prick. Some other weird things about these two creepy boys. Um, Supposedly they could... I don't like this at all. Mostly because it's scary, but also because I really like squirrels and don't want to attach anything. Supposedly they could... Wait, is this going to be a trigger warning for animal cruelty? No. Okay. 
Supposedly, they could ascend trees with their with the speed and agility of a squirrel using only their hands and feet. Okay, first of all, we've had this conversation. <laughs> children should not move like that. And why children are naturally compelled to doing that is horrifying to me. Add to it gravity-defying? And that is, no, I don't like that. Mm-mm. They could perch on branches that should not have been capable why? of supporting their weight. I don't know. Perching. How? I'm, I'm horrified. I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep. So there's no way I would want to go on a play date at that house. Let's put it no. that way. Weirdos. Once the symptoms started, the boys gained an unnatural flexibility in which they could bend themselves in half, backward and forward. Um, or maybe they took up yoga. I don't I mean, know. Like I know knew somebody with Tourette's that could do that. Well, some of their stuff sounds a little Tourette-ish. You know, the... Tourette-ish. Okay. I knew what you were going for, but that is a funny word. Tourette-ish. Um, no, no, no. I know what you mean. But yeah, I mean, don't you think about that sometimes? Like yes. epilepsy and Tourette's yes. and stuff oh, that yeah. went undiagnosed and Absolutely. Untreated. But still, that's wild if you add everything else. The boys were able to understand English, French, German, Latin, and Spanish. This is a trait often reported with those who have paranormal experiences or possess- possessions. Yes, it is possible the boys could have heard these languages, but they were not considered very good students. It isn't likely they were gifted and talented kids with a natural (laughs) affinity for learning languages. So, kind of weird. Tybalt had a perfect command of the French language while he was under possession. Nope. The boys also levitated, sometimes with furniture supporting them. And I think I already mentioned this. Objects in the room would just randomly fly around and windows could open on their own. I think I kind of already said that. Tybald reported seeing a large creature covered in feathers with a bill like a duck and human hands with claws. Where the feathers are coming from. Yeah, there you go. There are the foul-smelling feathers. Cryptid. Um, Cryptid. (laughs) The original Mothman. The original Mothman, people. Oh, good lord. Whenever he would see it, he would try to fight it and claim it was trying to strangle him. Sometimes this happened up to 30 times a day. When Tybal would encounter this creature, there would be a horrible odor that would fill up the room and would seep into his clothing. They would burn the clothing afterward. In addition to this horrible odor, they would find strange aquatic grass in his clothes that they could not explain. Why is it aquatic grass? Because it's some sort of weird sea creature. The boys suffered aquatic bird. Yeah, the boys suffered for almost five years before the Catholic Church finally approved an exorcism. On October 3rd, 1869, Tybald was sent to the St. Charles Orphanage in Schiltgeim near Strasbourg. Tybald was carried into the chapel by three men while strapped to a chair. He was cursing and foaming at the mouth profusely. Tybal was saying blasphemous things in a variety of languages and insulting the priest named Father Stumpf. He screamed and howled like a wolf, trying to attack the priest in the fashion of the way an animal would attack. After three hours, the priest was exhausted and decided that they would need to continue the exorcism the next day. Oh my God. On day two, Tybald was put in a straitjacket and tied to a chair. This time, as the chair was set down, it levitated. Some strong men tried to get the chair down and were thrown with great force. Finally, they were able to get the chair to the ground. Jets of foam were pouring from the corners of Tybalt's mouth. On day three or four, depending on which source you look at, Tybalt was thrashing about and there was a crash heard. When he was asked who he was, he said, I am the Lord of Darkness. When Father Stump called upon the Blessed Virgin, Tybalt screamed again. Then he lost consciousness for a time, and it appeared that the demons had left him. 
When T-Ball awoke, he couldn't remember anything. Not the exorcism or anything from the previous five years. What? Holy shit. I have so many questions about this. Especially since he died four years later at the age of 18. Supposedly the torments he went through for five years prior to the exorcism, as also the exorcism ritual, had taken a toll on his body. Again, I have so many questions. Oh, I've got some theories. Father Bray performed Joseph's exorcism a few weeks later on October 27th. Joseph's demon bragged that it was much stronger than the demon inside Tebold. However, the exorcism was much easier. Only one man had to restrain Joseph, who was 12 at the time. He also howled and said blasphemous things, hurled insults, and made animal sounds like barking and squealing. That just sounds like a typical day in middle school, really. Yeah, for real. However, Joseph was described as calm for part of the exorcism, unlike Tebold. In Joseph's case, the demons requested to be cast into animals like pigs or sheep. The priests refused the request and ordered the demons back to hell. When the demons left Joseph's body, he puffed out his cheeks and went into a spasm and then went unconscious. The rosary around his neck broke as the demon left, which is odd and scary. Joseph also had no memory of the exorcism when he awoke, and he had very limited memories of the previous five years, or so he says, or they say. Joseph lived another 13 years, so he died at age 25. Again, it was thought that the possession and exorcism took a toll on him as well. Allegedly, both of the boys were completely free of possessions after the exorcisms until they died. There was no explanation given for how the boys came to be possessed. Sad story, I think. I think it's sad. I mean, they were definitely afflicted with something. I don't know what, but I wonder if they were afflicted with something physical that that messed with their brain, too. I mean, there's some pretty odd symptoms. But yeah, I mean, I was thinking, too, were they abused? A hundred percent. It makes me think that they were being abused by the priests. You know, um, because like not going near a church and the way they were reacting when priests would come over. I mean, yeah, it could be possession. Yeah, it could be a lot of other things. But yeah, I mean, yeah, sounds I mean, that's definitely up there as a theory for sure. For sure, for sure. Anyway, I mean, I wouldn't have wanted to, no. to been a witness to any That's of that. Horrifying. But why were there feathers? The feathers really <laughs> throw me off. Um, Foul spelling feathers. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. Very bizarre, friends. But uh, make sure if you want to hear more weird shit like that. Oh, there's more where that came from. I got a whole book of those, but I'm not. I'm not sure that. I'm- yeah, friends. So, yeah, possess- if, if you want more possessions, you better support us on our Buy Me a Slice. We need more possessions, which means we need to buy more terrifying fucking books. Yes. Okay, friends. And follow us on all the social medias. Send us your stories at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. And just make sure that you uh, stay spooky. Bye.